0: Learning about all the gift trade shows throughout the United States made me feel like a kid in a candy store. I wanted to attend all of them, from Portland, Maine to Los Angeles, California, but I knew the course would be expensive, especially since I was just starting out. The gift show in Washington, D.C. wasn't too far away from my New York studio, so I boarded a train to attend that show. I was mesmerized by everything available and confused as well. What were good choices for me? Hmm. And how much would I buy? Or would I simply ask for catalogs and make my decisions later? I pondered that question while breaking for lunch, where I sat at a table with a woman and her business partner. We exchanged greetings and shared details about our businesses. The first question she asked me was How do you market? I had an answer, <laughs> but I don't remember a word I said. It must have been good, though, because I recall that the woman bit into her sandwich as she nodded her head in agreement. Oh, (laughs) well, that conversation took place many years before the Internet came into our lives, which can make today's marketing a bit easier, but still a tad bit confusing because you have so many avenues today to choose from. If I asked you, how do you market? What would you say? Well, after hearing today's episode, you'll have a clearer vision about marketing and how what you make can sell more smoothly in the months ahead. Stay tuned. The Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm your host, Shirley George-Frazier, author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business and Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. The statement, if you build it, they will come, (laughs) well, it's not one that works in our industry. Not broadcasting the fact that your gifts bring goodwill, apologize for mishaps, and bring comfort or joy in times of need, that's a disservice to the people who require your assistance. Do you notice how I explained what you offer? It's not that you make gift baskets because (laughs) who cares? What people want to know is how does what you make benefit my life? How do you save me time walking to stores and walking through malls? How do you make me the hero at a big event or small celebration? How do you make me look good in front of my boss? That's what everyone wants to know. Gift baskets help people be the center of attention in a good way. That's what you market. You market relevance, which is why they need gift baskets in their lives. And you market service. And service is whatever you provide that saves them time and takes gift giving off their task list. You deliver the right gift at the right time with the right items, certainly. Marketing is so vital to your success that I dedicated two chapters about it in the book, How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business. And there's also a category for marketing on the giftbasketbusiness.com website. There are many marketing options, too many to cover in this broadcast, so I'll be focusing on different types of marketing in future episodes. Right now, we'll discuss three ways to market that work and three that don't. (laughs) This is all about three options that have consistently worked well for designers and three that have produced dismal results. Now you can, of course, try any of the not-so-great options because what may not have worked for some may be a home run for you, but beware, if a technique has failed most times, it may not be a good fit for your business. Heads up to you long-time designers, stay tuned for some marketing updates for you that go beyond the basics I'm about to share. The bottom line in marketing is that there has to be a connection between you and the person you believe has a need, has interest, or can lead you to an organization that has need. If you pursue people and companies that you have no connection with, you will not get sales. I'll give you an example of that soon. The first business of marketing is to take action every day, every day without fail. Distribute business cards, mail postcards, post on social media, speak to a group, apply to be a podcast guest, make phone calls to current customers, schedule television appearances. You can hear there are so many actions for you. Too many to mention here, but you get the point. Think about Coca-Cola, McDonald's, uh, Verizon, uh, you know, any telecommunications company. They know you know them. But does that stop them from marketing every day? Whether it's through radio or television, you hear their messages all the time. And just because they are market leaders does not mean that they're not going to consistently tell you that they exist and come on in or call, order, buy from us. They do it every day consistently. That's that's the model that you want for your business. The second business of marketing is to broadcast your message through and to people you know, people in your circle, as often as possible. Let them know what you offer in a storytelling form, doing it in a way that fits within the conversation. Before I leave my dentist's office as an example, the receptionist and I will talk about something personal, and it usually leads to a potential sale. The same is true when I visit May's and Peppy's veterinarian, and that's also true when I'm at my accountant's office or the attorney's office, or when I'm speaking with a realtor I'm working with. There are lots of people in my circle, and the same is true for you. One example that comes really way out of what I'm talking about is one time when I went to Costco. And I was uh, in the back of Costco where gift baskets usually are during a holiday event. And there was a couple looking at gift baskets, and I happened to see them looking at them. I said to the couple... You know, the gift baskets are nice, but they're made eight, nine months ahead of time. And while they are looking good, you might want something fresher for your customer. Here's my card. I happen to be a gift basket designer. If you're interested in what I have to offer, visit my website and see if there's something that that gels with you, really. And I'm happy to help you. I happen to get a sale from that. That just happened to be lightning striking during that particular time. It doesn't always happen, but I happened to reach out to someone who was, who was looking at gift baskets at the time. So sometimes, very rarely, you can make a sale in that manner. Other times, eh, may not happen. In fact, it may not happen a whole lot of times. <laughs> but a try is a try, and I got the sale. The third business of marketing is to ask for referrals, Do not act as if you have enough business. You don't. You don't ever have enough business, but you don't speak with people as though you're desperate and starving. There's a way to get more business, and that's through asking people you know for recommendations to people they know who require your services in their personal lives and at the businesses they own or work at. I Always ask for referrals. I act like I don't have enough business, but I ask in the right way, and it's a habit. When I visit the same businesses I mentioned earlier the accountant, the attorney, the veterinarian I don't leave the office without asking about upcoming conferences, local industry events, celebrations, vacations, staycations. What's happening with people in their circles, and what's happening with them as well? And when I ask, and there's always a staff that I'm asking. There's never one person. There's always a lead person and there's some backup people. Now, when I ask, it seems that the entire staff tries to one-up each other, telling me about this and that, giving me leads to events, giving me leads to another cause, some other celebration. There is something happening somewhere. You don't know about everything that's happening unless you ask. And that's how income from referral business is generated. You want more business, right? Ask for referrals. Now, let me give you a few examples of what doesn't work. Yeah, there are some things in that category. The first example is renting a mailing list, a list, uh, just a random list To send letters to companies that have no relationship with you. During my visit and speaking engagements at the California Gift Show, I spoke with a partnership, two women who were just starting their gift basket business. They were very excited. They had beautiful brochures. I do remember that. And they told me that they had rented a mailing list and they were going to mail letters to the mailing list and the mailing list had 600 companies and they figured you know it was a good start they had no connection to these companies outside of renting this mailing list and unfortunately the partnership Sent the letters, that's fortunate in a way, but then they had no follow-up calls to the companies and they had no follow-up letters, postcards, or anything to any of the companies and they had zero sales from it. So here they are with all of this letterhead, with all the postage, with no backup plan, and they got no sales. And unfortunately, the partnership split. They just went out of business as fast as they went into the business. So renting a mailing list, sending your message to companies that you where you don't know anyone, that's not going to be a good, it's, it's just not going to be a good hit. It's going to be a miss. Another example is sending gifts to strangers hoping they will buy. That's just as bad as sending out letters to people who don't know you. I used to send a small gift basket to companies listed in the new company section of the newspaper. But I had a follow-up. I followed up that sending the small gift by mail to... Uh, I had a follow-up by making a phone call where I would usually hear, oh, we like the gift you sent us. Oh, I like those lollipops. Oh, I ate them right away. Nothing materialized from that. I just got all that. Oh yeah, it was real nice. Thanks. Click. And that was it. Now I know, just like I was, I know you want to impress businesses and be the first to get their account. But again, If you have no connection, no relationship, sending a gift basket to such companies is going to be a waste of your time and your money, and you don't want to waste either one. (laughs) The last fatal example is showing your gift baskets to a person or a company representative at their office and allowing that person to hold the gift basket so they can show it to their boss or whomever else okays the purchase. Now, you do this in hopes of getting the sale, but what you actually get is no return of your gift baskets. Yep, you can say goodbye, bye-bye to those gift baskets. That company may give your gift baskets away to their customers or distribute your gift baskets trying to get new accounts using your talents. What you actually get is egg on your face if the food items are stale. Now you've given, the the company has given away your items without your approval with food that you just use as an example. It's not good. And the company that gets that gift basket is going to call you complaining about the contents. Now what are you going to do? You got egg on your face and no return baskets. What are you going to do from here? You want the sale, but that's not the way to get it. Do not, and you can hear this, (laughs) Do not, under any circumstances, let the prospect keep your gifts. Tell the prospect that you'll send them a picture by email. You'll send them a a composite of of what you're showing them. If they plead with you to, oh, please, let me keep this. I know that my boss is going to love it. Don't cave in. Do not. Tell them that you have another appointment. You need that gift to display at the other appointment. Look, this is your, I I give you approval to tell them whatever you need to tell them to get your gift baskets back in your possession because you will not see them again. I've gone through that. I know too many designers who have gone through that trying to get the sale. Don't do it. I'm just telling you, just don't do it. Long time designers This marketing wisdom is now for you. You already know most, if not all, of what I just shared with beginners and those who have been in business for five years or less. That means you're familiar with the tried and true options. So now your mission is to dig deeper and wider in the marketing pool. Let's talk about that. One option that's worked for me and designers that I'm currently mentoring is to pursue more business from current clients. You probably have accounts now that are in the medium to large range in terms of the corporations. Maybe they have 100 people working, 500 people or more, something like that. There are probably more department heads within those companies that you haven't spoken with yet. So if your account, for example, is with human resources, there's also a public relations department There's sales and marketing. There's a purchasing department. Those people you haven't met yet, and you can get orders from those departments. Why go out of the companies that you already have a connection with looking for more companies, which you can do, of course, but why not stay internal and find out which other departments and sections need your gift baskets? You have an automatic lead to those additional groups through whomever you're working with now. Ask for names of those supervisors and their assistants names because you're going to need to talk to the assistants too. You want to talk to them to start a conversation long before the end of year holidays arrive. Our customers often forget everything we have to offer. It's not that it's their business to remember because it's not. It's our business to consistently remind them of what we have in terms of different types of gifts, different types of gift baskets, cookies, candies, whatever we have. What mechanism do you use to remind clients about gifts for special events, for holidays? As I mentioned, maybe your brownie trays, your flowers, your fruit, which you might have in stock if you have a big enough facility, or maybe you order it through drop shipping or a local connection. You must create a calendar if you don't already have it. Create a calendar to rotate the marketing of your gift assortment. You would either use paper or computerized calendar to determine which collection is going to be featured each month. Then Three months before that particular month arrives, you order the materials you need for the promotion. So in three months beforehand, if it's January now, you um, are going to plan for April, maybe professional administrative week. Uh, I know I've said that wrong, but Administrative Professionals Week, that's it. And you want to start planning in January at the very latest February what you are going to share with your customers about that particular occasion. So you want to work with at least a three-month calendar, three months ahead of time, if you're not doing this right now. And then you will be able to make this a habit so that your sales become more consistent. Certain types of marketing may seem expensive, but you don't know the costs for the return on investment unless you research the options. As an example, a few years ago, when I spoke at the Fancy Food Show in San Francisco, a gift basket designer came up to me and she told me that she markets her business on billboards. Now, before signing up for that particular promotion, that particular marketing. She did her research, which is very crucial before you do a wide range of marketing like that. She did her research and found a billboard on a road in her area that's well-traveled by people driving to work, traveling between towns, and there's also a bus route on that road. So her billboard, she told me, and I do remember, she said the billboards are $100 a month. And from that, even if it wasn't that, but from that she can track how much, how many sales, how much income she's getting from that, because certainly she asks the people who are ordering from her, how did they find out about her? Now, if you are in a, an area such as New York, Chicago, Atlanta, Billboards are not going to be $100 a month. We know this. However, you don't know how much a billboard is going to cost unless you ask the person who is in charge of that billboard marketing, promotion, sales, whatever they're in charge of. Here in the New York area, billboard marketing is going to be... uh, there's only one word for it outrageous however there are other options I'm going to share with you as well I also like the static billboards the ones that aren't digital because that message of yours stays there it's like you own the billboard still it's a smart move to check the rates and do your research regarding traffic patterns and just, just to find out if billboard marketing is in your budget there may be times when that type of marketing, is there's a special or something else going on, but you won't know unless you find out how much it is. Think about the possibilities. What marketing options are you using now to generate more visibility? The billboard is an option, but but you also consider a magnetic car sign. Maybe you have that, maybe you don't. Those are absolutely affordable, so that you, as you are rolling down the highway, your sign is on your door, on the passenger door, or wherever it is on your car. Maybe a rolling billboard. You know, those uh, there are people who drive uh, cars that look like billboards. There's a billboard in back of the cab where the person is driving. That could be in your in your sights. Taxicab advertising in some areas could be advantageous. I know that the taxicab advertising is also often digital, but sometimes it's not. What about on the sides of buses or inside of trains? I've checked on those on those costs. I've had designers in many different cities across the United States at least check on those costs. Some costs are affordable where the designers could see that Advertising in those ways, especially around holiday time, Valentine's Day, Mom's Day, it has been advantageous for them. So perhaps something like that could be very good for you to spread your visibility further than it is spread right now. Marketing takes many twists and turns to get sales, and it starts with the connections you already have to people who know, like, and trust you. It continues with action you take every day, reminding people about what you offer and asking for referrals. From there, you widen your exposure through promotions that broadcast your visibility to a larger group of potential buyers, being careful of the missteps that will happen along the way. And I'm sorry to say they will happen. I I have to be real here. But it's all a learning lesson because there are learning curves in this industry as well as other industries. And it is okay because without marketing, there is no business. As I mentioned earlier, there are many marketing avenues and we will be exploring them in the future. There's social, there's so much to cover. And I need to make sure that you are very clear on each avenue as we continue talking about marketing and other topics. Well, which action do you plan to take first? My suggestion is to not delay people and businesses need your beautiful designs to bring joy, comfort, and more business to their lives. That's it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for three ways to market that work and three that don't. Next week, get ready for how to get paid with or without a website. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.